You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are having a really, really good day. I am having a great day. I was just thinking, can you believe that it's actually August already? It's really, really August. Um, August is one of my favorite months just because it's the eighth month and eighth number eight is symbolic of new beginnings. August historically is always a really, really good month for me. So I feel excited and anticipatory about all that awaits me in August. Lots of changes happening, you know, changes, changes good, changes necessary. One of the things that I realize about myself when change is happening, I know when a major change is upon me because it's almost like I have to clean out my closet. I have to rid myself of old things. I have to, you know, give away stuff. I change things around. It's almost like an internal process that just materializes outside of me. So you know, I got my bathroom floors redone. I got paint happening. It's, it's, it's like something that happens when major changes upon me that I just have to, it's almost like a purging process. So I'm just interested to see what is actually going to happen. I ordered, I won't say all new clothes, but I ordered lots of new clothes and I got a whole shit ton of clothes that are just going out. So, I, you know, on a side note, I'm not the person that has a lot of clothes because I go through this process so frequently. I don't really allow my clothes to accumulate. Like I'm constantly getting rid of something, blessing somebody else with it and then bringing in something new. So I can definitely see how my life is, is constantly cycling through change. Some of us we don't like that. Some of y'all got five sizes in your closet right now, and you and you ain't none of the five sizes that's in there. You still, you know, on a prayer and a hope. Girl, let that stuff go and bless somebody else. Somebody's new, new season, new level is in your closet, okay? So let this be a sign to let it go. Open your hands, release it so that you can receive. Now, I wasn't planning to say none of that, but that's for whoever it's for. You know how people be like, I don't know who I'm talking to, or I don't know who needs to hear this. Well, I can really say I don't know who needs to hear this, but usually when I'm saying something, it's because you needed to hear it, okay? So let's see what else is happening. Um, Y'all, this gardening is like having a, a kid, okay? I go out every day to check on the garden, to clean the dead flowers, to snip, to cut, to talk to them. Hey, y'all doing such a good job. It just brings my heart so much joy to see these flowers. But what I'm learning about the the plants, the flowers, is just like the cycles of life. And, you know, I look at something and it looks like it's dying. And I'd be like, oh, man, I got to get rid of this. And it ain't dying. It's just going through one of the cycles because I will look up 
and then it's blooming. And so I had to learn that because I do have a tendency that I want to throw away things when they look like they're dying or they're not good. So I had to learn how to nurture and care for something to bring it back to life. So my garden is thriving. Now, one flower that's in there that I do believe is going to uh, have a necessary ending is the daylily. So the original gardener put it there. Those are those big, bright, yellow, pink, whatever, whatever kind you have. And I kept looking at it like, why is this thing not blooming? And then I saw the blooms come. And then the next day, the bloom was gone. And I was like, now what y'all not going to do is just play in my face. There's just like bloom one day and you go on the next. So I was about to pluck it all up by the root. And I said, let me, let me research this. Well, their blooms only last for a day. So they were doing what they were supposed to do. And uh, every everything in life has its own process and its cycle. And sometimes when we're not aware of the cycle or the season something is in, we make moves prematurely. We make moves just really, really not understanding. So I was about to pluck up the whole, the whole all of the day lilies because they just weren't blooming or because the bloom died after a day. So all that to say, it is really, really important to know for yourself and to be fully persuaded in your own mind about the season and cycle of life that you are in. Because if you don't know that, you will be taking actions and doing things because it's the trending thing, because it's the popular thing, because it's what the gurus are saying. And that's not even the cycle of life or the season that you are in. And it takes courage. It takes a level of maturity to really think like, where am I? What should I be doing at this time in my life? And commit yourself to doing that. And I find that so many people skip that process. And so they're either floundering or they are flying through life by the seat of their pants, but it's it's really in a way that is aimless. And so some of the people, because anybody can amass a following, nothing, nothing against people with large social media followings, but anybody can amass the following and become an influencer. The question becomes, what are they influencing you to do or to believe, right? What, what are they actually influencing you to think? And I don't know that we realize how much we are actually influenced by the things that we actually consume. So it's I find it to be really, really important to, you know, just know where you are and what you should be doing in your own life in a specific time. That being said, I'm speaking on the basis of really being true to yourself. And you can't learn how to be true to yourself if you really haven't taken the time to get to know yourself. And let me tell you what it, what I mean by being true to you. So I have my floors redone. They are so beautiful. And now that the floor is done, I was like, oh my gosh, these bathrooms need to be painted. So I got the not so bright idea to paint the bathrooms. I was like, okay, now I can, you know, I got the quote for the rest of the house. I can just handle this. Man, once I got the bathroom taped, I was like, I hate it here. I'm over it. So I got just the little toilet room that's enclosed. 
it has taken me two days to paint the little toilet room because I'm like, wait, I see a speck of white through here, or wait, this looks like this, or wait a minute. And so being the recovering perfectionist that I am, this this is just this is just not something that I should have done. Now, historically, I am not a DIY person. I will outsource anything. I will outsource food preparation. I will outsource and delegate anything that I don't want to do or that I don't like to do because my time is much more valuable. But this is what I did. I wasn't true to myself. I said, ah, this is not that big of a deal. It might be fun. That It wasn't. And you know what? I, I can come out of my comfort zone a little bit. Now, while I am a fan of not, of, you know, challenging what feels like a comfort zone, some things are just the way that you're wired and you need to honor that. And I did not. And so while people are like, oh, well, it looks good. Well, it might look good. But guess what's going to happen with the rest of the bathrooms? I'm going to call the people so that they can come and do it, which is what what should have been done in the first place. Now, This is something that is probably like a minor thing. But what happens is, you know, my mother, people are like, girl, you can do this yourself. You can go to the grocery store yourself. You can do this. And so I started to feel like, dang, I I do. I am kind of like living like this pamper princess. I can do some things myself. Well, I do enjoy going to the farmer's market. But here's the thing. I don't have to do things for myself that I don't want to do, just just for the reason that I don't want to do it. And while people may have opinions about that and they can, it's really okay. But I'm moving away from a place of being true to me, true to myself, by doing something that just ain't me. Now, while that may not have like large consequences and ramifications, how many of us do this on a regular basis? You know you don't like something. You know you don't want to do something. You know something is just not within your skill set. You know so, you, the answer is no. Loud and clear in your spirit, the answer is no. But you say yes, or you say maybe, or you say, you know, let me think about that. The moment you deviate from what the actual answer was, Now you're in a place of self-betrayal. And what happens with self-betrayal is when you betray yourself enough, you start to become desensitized and you lose your, what's the word I want to say, your sense of conviction and your sense of certainty. And you don't really know what it is that you feel, what it is that you believe because you are disconnected from yourself. And so then you you just start, you know, kind of going going with the flow. And now your life becomes a series of being reactive as opposed to you being very intentional about what you're doing and how you're showing up. Somebody told me that I can make small things into big things. And I say, you're absolutely right. But the truth is, small things do become big things. We have the opportunity to look at things when they're small, and most times we don't. And so now something has has to become so big, and now it's got our attention. So not being true to yourself 
will lend itself to a sense of self-betrayal. And when you're not true to yourself and you betray yourself, other people betraying you is not that big of a deal. For other people, how do we have such a high standard for somebody to be or do something for us in many instances that we won't do ourselves, right? So you tend to have more grace and understanding for the things that you yourself do. So if you betray yourself, you're more readily forgiving of somebody else who betrays you, right? I've, I've seen it time and time again because the, the energy of that feels very familiar, but it's also because you're not really clear within yourself what's okay and what's not, or don't really have a clear boundary. So when you aren't true to yourself, and you compromise and you betray yourself, you know what happens? You erode, I've talked about this before, a sense of self-trust. And when you don't trust yourself, you have a very difficult time making decisions. I can't tell you how many times I present the facts to people with options. If we do A, this is going to happen. If we do B, this is going to happen. If we do C, here's what that looks like. Which is the path forward? Which one do you want to do? And people can't decide. Even with clear data in front of them, they have a hard time making the decision. And then so sometimes people say, will you decide? Not not going to do it. Well, what would you do? Well, I, I can tell you what I would do, but what's, what's not going to happen is you're not going to transfer the responsibility of a decision that rests in your lap into mine and absolve yourself because you are afraid to make it or because you don't trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, it's because of these things that I listed above, right? And the only way that we're going to rebuild trust is by starting to make decisions, by making commitments, and sticking to them. But in the process of rebuilding self-trust, you are not going to get it right. You are going to make some bad decisions. You're going to make some poor decisions. So extending grace and compassion to yourself is really important. And it's just like you make the best decision with whatever information you have at the time, and then you learn and grow. But Rebuilding self-trust is huge. And the reason why that part is on my mind is because I was working with somebody and I can see how they are pointing the finger at situations, circumstances, and people, but never taking ownership, and here's that word, responsibility for where they happen to be. And I was just like, I'm trying to understand. I will always try to understand just like where a person is coming from. And you know what? You don't want responsibility because you don't trust yourself with the responsibility. You don't trust yourself with responsibility because you've betrayed yourself so much that you don't trust your own decisions. You've betrayed yourself so much because you weren't true to yourself in the beginning. And so you started making decisions that weren't really true to you. So this becomes a cycle. Can the cycle stem from somebody else doing this to us and then we just carry it on? It absolutely can. 
But as much as I'm a proponent of understanding trauma and understanding the origins of trauma, I'm as much of a proponent of now you taking full responsibility for what you're going to do with information what once you uncover it. Because we can stay in the cycle of my mom and them, my daddy and them, and this is what happened. And, you know, we love to bond over being the victim, over this is what happened. Everybody has a story. No two people deals with traumatic events the same. But for everything that I can tell you about my mother and my father and the way that I grew up, I can also tell you some beautiful things that I got from my mother and my father as well. My mother is one of the most generous people that you will ever meet. My mother is a person who includes everybody and everything and never wants anybody to feel left out. My mother is a person who will drop whatever it is that she's doing to go and help somebody in her family or even a stranger. My father, me and my father haven't had the best relationship over time, right? I respect my father. I love my father. My father is a student. My father will study studying. And so my love for knowledge, my love for studying, my willingness to question authority and question things that I've been taught, my father is that way, right? My my, my father is absolutely that way. Very uh, vocal about things that he disagrees with, as am I, just not in a, in a way that imposes that upon other people. But we can't just take the quote-unquote bad things and not also accept the good things, right? And so I can tell you the way that I grew up and this is how this shaped me and this is what happened, but it's not all bad. So there comes a place where we can take responsibility for how we are right now, where we can we can tell the seven-year-old, okay, I got this from here, and I'm and you you can't run the show right now because the lenses that you are looking through don't don't work in the real world. It's like you giving your kid, you know, your your bank statements and saying, tell me how to make financial decisions. But in many instances in life, that is how we're showing up as those emotional children. And we just don't have to be this way. So I'm saying all that to say, I find that the trust factor is so huge because if you don't trust you, you don't trust you, you definitely ain't going to trust me. I don't, I don't care what you say, how much I demonstrate it, how much I demonstrate trustworthiness, how consistent that, that I am. The lenses that you are looking through are mistrustful to begin with. Me and my mom were having this conversation recently. My mom's go-to um, when she meets somebody or if, if a question comes up is, is that she's cynical, skeptical, and that she's going to mistrust it. So in her mind, you got to prove it. But it's, it's, she ain't coming from the place of trust but verify. She coming from the place of, uh-uh, don't trust, prove it, right? Those are the lenses that she, she sees through. And based on her history, we were talking about traumatic things and all that. I can understand that, right? And that, that is how she is choosing to show up in life, just based on how life has shaped her. But what I'm saying is, if you don't trust you, you're definitely not going to trust me, right? You're definitely not going to trust God. So when people say all this nonsense about, oh, I'm just trusting in the Lord. No, you ain't. No, you're not. 
How you you you're not you're not you're you're saying something that sounds like a nice spiritual thing to say, but you are not trusting in the Lord. You don't trust you. You don't trust other people. We didn't skip some steps, and we need to go back. Right? Trust is built through consistency over time. It's modeled for us by the people that are around us and by our caregivers. If there was inconsistency, then we learn to build walls and we learn to protect ourselves from the absence of that consistency, whether that consistency is somebody's physical presence, emotional availability, uh, affection, care, or like whatever it is that your needs might be. And we learn as children very early on how to cope in our environments, right? The coping neck mechanisms, though, they help us then. The problem is a lot of our coping mechanisms are really outdated. And so when you see emotionally immature men and women and you're looking like, are you serious right now? They really are serious. I was just talking to my mentor about this. Um, we were talking about someone and I said, listen, in this person's mind, this is who they really are. They don't have the understanding about there is a self that you formed in response to your environment. And that self is who you became to protect yourself from your environment. And that's who you felt like you needed to be. And so now you can't tell this person that this was a adapted version that they had to create so they could um, cope. You think it's not possible? Y'all know Tupac, he died a thug, right? Died death row records a thug, you know? Just uh, bucking and, and balking at authority. and but, but that ain't how he started out. He started out like as a poet, art school, Jada Pinkett, Digital Underground, Digital Underground is a far different group than like dealing with Suge Knight and Death Row Records, right? There is an adaptive version of himself that he created to cope or to create or whatever he felt he needed to do in the industry. But that is not where he started off. And so everybody does this to some extent, right? It's just, it's just not always in our best interest. And sometimes we don't even realize it. And so that's why you can be with someone and you don't really know them because if I'm playing my part and you're playing yours and we're playing the parts that make this work, nobody is peeling back the layers. We're good. We're good because we are, we're, we're just locked into these roles that we're playing. But when you're really good, guys, it's ugly, it's messy, it, it, like conflict happen, it that's the part that people don't understand. Whenever you have a willingness to heal, it is going to get messy. On your best day, you can be your worst self. And so you need people around you and with you on the journey and with you in your container that are willing to grow with you, that are willing to do the growth work with you, that are willing to accept you. That does not mean accept all of your shit. That's not what I'm saying. But you need people who are willing to go the distance with you. And unfortunately, 
in our cancel culture, we don't have that. I'm letting go. You're going to see these posts today. I'm letting go of what no longer serves me. August is the month of new beginnings, and so I left some people back in July because this is all about me and my life and my destiny, and you're going to hear all of that shit, right? And what it's perpetuating is, now, do I believe in necessary endings? Absolutely. Do I believe some things run their course? Absolutely. Do I believe that you can end a way of being to begin a new way of being? I absolutely do. However, that doesn't always mean that you're changing people. Sometimes you're changing positions. Sometimes you're changing perspective. But as you grow and mature, you understand that. But what I was saying about that is trust is really important. Trusting you is really important. Trusting that when you trust you, you trust your resilience and you trust your ability to bounce back and to get through even the hardest and the roughest of time. You trust that no matter what life throws at me, I can get through this. But then you also develop the ability to trust God. When people don't trust God, I'm not even talking about from a a religious perspective. When you don't trust that there's something greater than you and you are all you have, that's scary. But if everybody around you has already let you down, always let you down, and you always let yourself down, the concept of trusting God that you can't physically see when you couldn't trust the people that you could see It's pretty foreign to a lot of people. So when you tell people, I posted the scripture last week, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. I posted that. Living that out in practicality, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay, don't lean to your own understanding. How many of us lean to our own understanding? The moment something happens, we we rely upon what our understanding is. The challenge is usually what we understand is based on our experiences and there's always a higher perspective and a higher level of understanding that is only going to come to you by way of your spirit. You know, if I just made decisions on the first thing that came to my mind or the narrative that was playing in my mind, I would mess a lot of things up. But because I do trust in the Lord and I and, and God has a track record with me, my God, God does, I trust in the wisdom of my spirit. But sometimes it takes me a moment to get there depending on how triggered or how disruptive something feels. So there is self-trust, right? There is trust with other people. There is trust in God, trust in life, trust in that, you know, it's all going to work out. I'm not saying that from an impractical, you don't do anything standpoint. But what I am saying is there are things that you can do, causes that you can put in place to get certain effects. And then there are things that are completely outside of your control. And those things that are outside of your control, like other people and, you know, just life is going to life. That is where self-trust and trust in God comes in and you trust that no matter what, I am going to get through it. So if you have a challenge, people say, I have trust issues. You ain't just got a challenge with trust in me. You got a challenge with trust in you as well. So that might be where you want to start. Anyway, all that to say, y'all, I have a lot on my plate for August, a lot on my plate for September. 
I'm not exactly sure if I'll be back next week or if I'll be back next month. I'm not I'm not exactly sure, right? The other thing is you don't have to know all of the answers. But in being true to myself, as I'm saying, I have to give myself the space to adapt to this 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 new place and these new things that are happening and not force myself into a mode of the way things have always been. So just like you do when your favorite shows go on hiatus, play some reruns. You know, we learn by repetition. Play some reruns of the podcast and the things that were most resonant. I guarantee you when you listen to it, because you've grown and evolved, you are going to hear a different nugget, a different key, a different something. And so I say all that to say, when I return, I will probably have my my grand girl uh, here on, on this side of her mom's womb, um, Noah. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to, you know, just what my legacy is—a legacy of love, a legacy of wealth, a legacy of, you know, just 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 some different things that are happening that I feel, you know, really really blessed and privileged by. All that to say, I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of the day.